Stephen Jill here. Hello. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today, Jill and I are going to talk about the power of skip tracing neighbors around land that you own. Yesterday, I talked a little bit about, or, or I had a prelude to this episode about why some young people, and rightfully so, I think this isn't like uh, some type of archaic approach to buying real estate um, by sending mail, you know, actual paper in the mail. In a lot of ways, they're not wrong, um, but it's still the most effective way that I know to contact sellers. Um, and legal way. Legally blindly <laughs> contact sellers yeah. and see if they want to sell their property and incredibly effective. And respectful. Yeah. Too. I don't want people calling me. Come on, right. we just got through election time. How many phone calls did you hit ignore on? I mean, ninety-eight <laughs> percent of the probably, if you're like mm -hmm. uh, me, not, a vast majority of stuff that that crosses your your path from a advertising standpoint or content standpoint on your phone, uh, television, or whatever you choose to let in uh, from a content standpoint is, is still unwanted. Right. But if you get a text from somebody that says. Uh, hey, I know you, you know that property that you have down in XYZ County? I just bought the property next to it and I'm selling it for a lot cheaper than you bought yours. So uh, if you're interested, before I put it on the market, just let me know uh, if you wanna do a cash deal. That's something I'm actually really interested in. You know, I buy and sell a bunch of classic cars and if, if I got texts like, hey, I, you bought that 68 fill in the blank mm -hmm. and I've got another one um, that's really similar to it, a lot cheaper, you better believe I'm gonna respond to that text. Mm -hmm. So this can be really effective and uh, in my opinion, completely appropriate and legal. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. By the way, um, last year, a ton of people came to us. Is this, I'm, I'm, you know what? I wanna talk about concierge for a second. You talked about O2O yesterday. I'm gonna talk about concierge right now. So um, this is a little plug for a little company that we have offers to owners and a new service called Concierge Data and Concierge Data Plus. You're gonna have to help me with what the plus, with the correct definition of plus. But basically here's the gist. Many of you have come to us because not only were mail merge making your head hurt, but then downloading and scrubbing the data to get it to that point and then get it in the mail and then do some backend scrubbing on pricing comps and things like that. That was really making your head hurt. So, and we also had a lot of heavy hitters that came to us and said, I just don't have time. I know exactly what I'm doing and how to do it, but it takes me some time. So we create a company within our mail company and it's concierge data so if you want to find out more about that send a note to support at landacademy.com or support at offers to owners.com and they will get right back to you and hook you up with that yeah i was concierge data's first customer yeah and it really worked because i was tired of doing mailers if i'm tired of doing mailers believe it yeah you know it's <laughs> And it works out great. We still use it every month. Yeah. So my, my point is whether you're new, brand new to this, or experienced at it, whatever we can, we'll take that. We could take that off your plate. All right. In back to the question here, Steve wrote, anyone in here using traction as a business problem system? And if so, what kind of numbers are tracked on your scorecard? And here's a reply. 
uh, one person wrote, Matt, Matt wrote, I love the traction system and I use the two-page vision traction organizer document for this business. Every week I set aside some time to review the VTO and the Land Academy Equity Planner. Being a team of one right now, I believe the VTO and Equity Planner have enough numbers for me to stay focused and hit my quarterly goals. The numbers I set, uh, the numbers I measure are mail pieces sent per week, monthly revenue, monthly profit, monthly number of deals bought and sold, and cash in the bank. My main number is the amount of mail going out each week. Boy, I agree with that one. So this is a, this all falls under um, something that I didn't really realize had to be talked about out loud. And so, and Jill has, I'm sorry, I knocked your microphone. Jill has a bunch of stuff in her life that she's like, doesn't everybody know how to answer the phone? So it's interesting when we have conversations about, about this track, the traction system, if you don't know about it, is incredibly valuable. It's a he, very, very popular. Uh, and it, and it essentially, here's a, the ultra one sentence summary or one or two sentences, track your numbers. If you're going to send out 5,000 letters, find out how many deals you bought. And if you're happy with that, uh, keep doing it. If you're unhappy with that, change, change it. make some changes. If you're buying for 20,000 and selling for 40,000 and you're happy with that, keep doing it and on and on and on. So I created Equity Planner a long time ago. Equity Planner is the the spreadsheet, uh, the uh, uh, group of spreadsheets that you get when you're a Land Academy member to organize how much mail you're going to send out and to get you down that thought process of do I want to buy for 30,000 and sell for 60 and if I do how many deals do I want to do a month and what's my year going to look like if I hit budget and it gets you down that numbers driven data driven thought process and goal oriented system mm -hmm. traction does it in a in a cute understandable way for all businesses. The equity planner is something I did long before I ever knew about traction. I'm, I, I'm not, I don't think traction was even out. Mm -hmm. It's a book. Um, so between those two, I love what, what he's saying here. Between those two, I really think uh, if you're really, really looking at numbers constantly, cash in the bank, how many deals you're doing, how many deals you're not doing, how many do you want to do and make decisions that way, then you're going to do incredibly well. So this is a huge, I don't think that it was intended this way. This is a massive compliment to me. Yes, it is. And that, that's how I see it. And so, if you, and then, so there's, there's probably half of you that are sitting here li listening to this or watching this saying, that's great, but I hate math and I, and I want to do, do it that way. I want to talk on the phone and, you know, and maybe you're on Jill's side of the sheet or maybe you're not. Just find somebody. Uh, it might be your spouse or it might be a, a new business partner that obsesses on this stuff like I do and and uh, help you stay focused and growing yeah. and that that's the bottom line here you know you want to keep growing I think because even if you're not even if you even if you're like no I'm happy I'm happy with my bottom line this is all I ever want to make and there's many of you that are out there you could maybe even be more efficient at it by the way maybe it's taking you five deals a month to hit that number wouldn't you rather do two? Or one. I can't even imagine. That's how I think. But then if I do one, then I'm like, well, now I can do five of those a month. <laughs> I'm like praying to our financial statements every month. That's what I do. I don't. What does that mean? I mean that I am. Um, I live 
to please my financial statement and to soothe to soothe it and to hit budget and uh-huh. and to make it you know the bottom line as black as possible the financial statement gods basically yeah they're I don't, like, like i'm not trying to please jill i'm true. not trying to um you know uh have you know i'm not trying to please anybody i'm not trying to please myself i want my, those financial statements to i want the bottom line every month in that financial statement i have a number in my head and it's not the same number it changes all the time. Yeah, it goes up every month. Yeah. <laughs> and the only way I know to do that, to make, to ensure that that's going to happen, is by controlling how much mail I send out, where I send it, just the Land Academy stuff. Mm-hmm. Where I, uh, if trolling for new areas, finding areas that work really well, even, even in this environment. Mm-hmm. And just jamming Jill's pipeline completely and totally full of deals so that I know that that financial statement, what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. I love this that string of comments in Discord. Mm-hmm. Today's topic: the power of skip tracing your neighbors uh, about you know surrounding land that you already own. This is the meat of the show. I think you have some stuff to say, Gerald. Or if you don't, I'll go. Well, I was thinking about um, the value for me, and when I would ever reach when I reach out to the neighbors are two reasons. One is to sell the property, and B is because I need something from them kind of thing. Maybe I need information about what's going on in the area um, or this property kind of thing. Or uh, I also, maybe maybe I need access from them or just something about the access kind of thing. So me, I don't, so I was just going to tell you how I use this and how I have used this. It's, I, for me, it's very fast. In 30 minutes, I could draw a circle around a property and download the names and addresses or just, you know, within parcel fact. You could do a data tree or parcel fact. Either one works. And I can get something in the mail with my point across. Just bought it, haven't listed it yet. Are you interested? Here you go. Or haven't bought it, or I mean, I just bought it. I'm looking for access. I think it's you. Um, how can we work that out? P.S. It's for sale. I always throw that in there too. I'm always selling at the same time, and it's worked out great for me. There's something nice about, and I could because I'll put a map in there, and I could show my property, your property, because it might be some little old lady who's getting this envelope and and wondering what I'm asking, and I could see here's here's where the road is, you know, kind of thing. And usually I have, I'm often, nowadays I'm not often buying properties without any sort of access. So there's often, I'll buy stuff with physical access. I need to confirm we can work out legal access kind of thing. So that's the times that I have used this. Yeah, I think it's uh, honestly, and this is a truth, a truth time, it's underused in our own company. I think that we mm-hmm. could probably utilize it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I have never heard this sentence from anyone in Land Academy ever. Yeah, I sent a bunch of neighbor letters out and and I didn't get any response. Yeah, it's or true. Or I sent a bunch of neighbor skip tracing is what really what this is all about. It's the same effect. It's just a lot faster and cheaper. Right. I skip traced all my uh, neighbors about the property that I'm selling and I didn't get a response and and nobody wanted to talk about it. That just doesn't exist. Right. There, people own land uh, the vast majority of the time. Uh, if not all the time. And they're wondering in the back of their head, yeah, I wonder what I'm going to do with that. You know, it's, you know, am I going to sell it? Is now a good time to sell it? Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should go out there, check it out and again. They always want to know about their land. They're they're enthusiastic about it. So when they get a text that pops in among the deluge of texts that they get that they don't care about, 
a lot of times, in from, including from their own uh, family, you know, that's it's, it's it's interesting. So I think that I've sent out, I've skipped traced and sent out, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred, uh, usually for acquisitions, a couple hundred tests over the last couple of years and got an amazing response and, mm -hmm. and got deals out of it. Mm -hmm. So you just have to really fall, uh, make sure you're in compliance with the rules on that and do an incredible amount of research on the internet about what's appropriate, what's not appropriate mm -hmm. and how much trouble you can or cannot get in into by sending texts. I'll tell you one, I'll tell you how you will get in trouble. If you mass email or mass text a group of people um, that have not had any contact with you, like, and I mean volume, like a same kind of a spammy thing, that's going to set up all kinds of red flags. So the don't do that. The crossover used, the legal crossover used to be, are you, are you manually sending a text like we all do every day? Or are you using a tool like a roto dialer? Right. And, but that's not the case anymore. There's right. now cases where you're manually doing it in an, uh, a compulsive way to, you know, 500 people a day and just fishing right you know check this definition of solicitation solicitation right. rules but again that's all complaint driven that's uh, true. there's very very few people are going to complain if they say hey I, I just bought a property real close to yours and I'd love to talk about it with you yeah there you go happy to join us today five days a week you can find us here on the land academy show it's jack thursday and i'm going to talk about the laws of abundance you are not alone in your real estate ambition this must be, is this a topic in Discord right now? Uh, it's come up, but it's something I've, I've talked about in the past and I want to talk about it again because I think that we're, we're in the middle, Jill and I are in the middle of delivering the, the, the uh, career, path? career path. And, and uh, so much of what goes on in career path is not, hey, how do I send out a mailer? Hey, how do I answer the phone? It's not that, it's getting over um, the limits that we place on ourselves subconsciously mm -hmm. and this laws of abundance is, uh, I never cared about any of this stuff. I always called it, um, you know, self-help slash, uh, new age until I met Mumbo Joe. jumbo. Until I met Joe and she's <laughs> like, no man, this is serious. And I'm like, no, it's not for years. I'm like, okay, go in your cute like, little I know, corner. Exactly. Do Call you me when you're do. back from your little goofoo retreat. Maybe do it. Yeah. Maybe do a seminar, go to retreat. I'm sure you're going to be Have a better a person. Time. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be a better person when you come back, you know? And she was right. Thanks. All that stuff really, really, really matters. And so this law, law of abundance, which we'll talk about tomorrow, is is a really positive, simple way to understand um, what we're what we're negatively doing to ourselves and don't need to. There you go. Thank you for tuning in. By the way, we would love to connect with you, and we are live on Clubhouse. What's Clubhouse? Check it out. It's an app, and it's like kind of like a live radio show, and you can join Jack and I every first and third Thursday of the month at 12 o'clock Pacific time. Go uh, seek us out in the Land Investing Club. Follow that, follow us, and you'll be notified when we're there. We, we are, are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration. It's about undervalued property.